All right, so our ones and twos are up on the podcast page right now. KREF.com or however you consume podcasts, search KREF. Let's do a couple of quick updates here before we before we move on, Josh. First, uh, in the span of an hour, we're approaching 500 votes. Which fan base should be angrier today with its team's performance on Sunday? Very simple, very low-hanging fruit. At 53% of the vote, wow, Dallas Cowboy fans have the lead. So, in other words, a little bit tighter than maybe we even anticipated, one Josh Elmer. And probably, if we're doing this thing justice, that means Buffalo has won the vote. <laughs> right, if you consider where we are in the region that we're in right now. Yes. I might have a little bit – I might have a little more diverse Twitter following because of the Fox Sports show, but mm-hmm. at my core, I would say 95% of my Twitter followers are probably Cowboys fans. Yeah, OU Cowboys fans. <laughs> right, and so they're definitely going to be all in on the frustration from from Dallas this weekend. And it's not part of the top five stories of the day, but you and I were sharing a few texts this weekend on a story that caught my eye, and that was on the Notre Dame coaching search. And you don't have to scroll down too far to see a pretty prominent Midwestern Chicago area success story that's being listed quite a bit that has started to plant some roots here in God's country. Porter Moser's name is quite popular with Notre Dame, and it's I don't want to say administration, but it's fans right now. Sure, and and it makes complete and total sense. Incredible run at Loyola. Right. Really hasn't had the full stay of things at OU, mm-hmm. but familiar with Chicago, it's easy to see why they'd be interested. And probably for Porter Moser to some degree, it's easy to see why maybe he's looking for <laughs> – you know, a parachute out. Um, and Josh Pate, I like Josh, Adelaide Kick Josh on Twitter, was asked this question on Twitter just moments ago. I would like a well-thought-out discussion on if Bama fans are allowed to claim Jalen Hurts. I believe this is debate-worthy. Josh said, when I think Jalen Hurts, I think Bama. That's how Josh thinks. I mean, it's not to say who's right or wrong. It's just I I have an unpopular opinion on this. Yeah, both. I, 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 it's both. I don't really care. I mean, why 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 does it why does everything have to be some sort of debate or a fight? Can you just say he played for both? He won a national championship and won. He was a Heisman Trophy finalist and a playoff participant and conference winner at the other. I mean, can can we say I don't think you have to claim? Well, he finished in Oklahoma, so he's a Sooner, or but he 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 won at Bama, so and he's he a, signed with Bama. He signed without. No, he spent more time at Bama when he was on Sunday Night Football. He's I he played at both. I mean, you can make an easy case for both. I just that's not like a fight. I think we need to be getting into. I lean Oklahoma if you have to make me pick one of the two, just because. Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, his stay here, yes, it was abbreviated. Yes, it was one season. Look, he got the guy drafted in the second round of Philadelphia. He's not going to the second round to Philadelphia and at Alabama. 
Do you think Jalen Hurts would have had the same success at Maryland that he had at Oklahoma or if he would have stayed at Alabama for another year? Now, the fascinating thing about staying at Alabama was that Tua got hurt, right? That's true. Hmm. I, it's a good question. It's a, but, it's, but it's also one of those where I'm like, eh, that's a good question. But does it matter? I don't really care. <laughs> it <laughs> it's a, literally, the, the Stephen A. Smith, we don't care. We don't care. Now, I know there's some that want to fight and scratch and claw because far be it from all of us to be normal about something like this. But it's just... Help, I'll be the first one to fess up. I never thought Jalen Hurts was going to be a starting NFL quarterback. I didn't think he was accurate enough. And lo and behold, he's proving me and a lot of people wrong because he is crushing it in Philly. He's an MVP candidate. And here's the thing is when things go as well as they've gone, Plank, you're not going to get any of this, but I would venture a guess that there was some debate this time a year ago on whether or not Philadelphia Thought Jalen Hurts could be this Jalen Hurts. They decided to go all in on filling out the roster and not, you know, not panicking and trying to get a different, younger, brighter, bigger armed quarterback or this or that. And guess what? They've been rewarded rewarded for doing so. All right, hour three of the plank. You're right. 100% right. Hour three of the plank show is brought to you by Mop and Roofing. They've got you covered. Locally owned and operated. Call them today at 405-703-3843. It is time for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. It's time for the Top 5 Stories of the Day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, best reels in the Metro Highway, well, I-44 off exit 107. Uh, happy hour Monday through Friday, 14 table games. Log on today at newcastlecasino.com. <laughs> is that is that real? It can't be. Or is that is that a tattoo baker thing that someone sent us? It has to be. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. I'll always be a sooner. I don't know why Alabama wants to claim me now. <laughs> There's no way Jalen Hurts on that. Right? That, can, that, that can't is, be that a is tattoo baker to the nth degree, man. That That is fantastic. But it's funny because it's clearly it's getting shared on Facebook. This thing's getting taken oh, as fact. This thing is going to take off on the book of faces. <laughs> if there is any place that won't dig too terribly deep to see whether or not something is factual or not, I'm going to assume it's Facebook. That's All awesome. Right. Hey, big story number five. Number five. You know my new favorite face? Well, it's not my favorite anymore, <laughs> is whenever they have the, the, the head, the face of the person, clearly photoshopped on them holding like a shirt or a blanket, and it's a just a terrible-looking <laughs> shirt or blanket, but they've got – like they had one with Coach Gasso that had her head superimposed on a body holding his shirt. I think my favorite was a Jalen Hurts that had a like an OU blanket, and it was just – you look in the comments and people are like, ooh, that's a good-looking blanket. Think I'll get that, especially if Jalen wants it. And I'm like, it's not Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Stop it. All right, big story number five. What a weekend for Sooner Athletics, right? It started with the OU wrestling team taking care of business as they knocked off West Virginia at home. At the time, it was their fourth straight victory. Sooners win it 18-15. to We'll get to basketball coming up here in just a bit. You had a double dip of tennis. The OU men's team under Nick Kroll swept Bryant to open the season 7-0. Tough one for the OU women as they fall to Ohio State 5-2. to 
Uh, Mark Williams and the OU Men's Gymnastics team finished second in its season opener on Saturday night. Sooner track and field team finished uh, with 17 victories in the J.D. Martin Invitational at home. The OU Men's team then came back to sweep the weekend, knocking off UTSA. And oh yeah, the OU Women's Gymnastics team with its highest score of the season beats Utah in front of a great crowd. A lot going on. Speaking of great crowds, I saw it came across my timeline this weekend. The architect, OU architect, tweeted out uh, a picture of the great crowd at Oklahoma men's tennis. So yeah, it was great all weekend long. Women's Sooner, basketball had what crowd. its best crowd and since thirteen. Is that right? There was a part of me. I thought the women's crowd might have been a little bit more juiced than the men's crowd. Of course, Bedlam will do that, and you got that nice lead in. You know, we get a great, we get Toby and TJ every day. We benefit from their lead in, no doubt. I think there was some benefit from the lead in. All right, more on hoops coming up in Big Story Number One. Meanwhile, a lot of college football to get to in Big Story Number Four. Number Four. I mean, where do you even want to start here? Uh, we spend a lot of time tracking wide receivers in the portal, right? Who's going to go where? Is there a chance Oklahoma might sign a guy or two? Uh, and a name that was brought up quite a bit was Rara Thomas. He, of course, is the wide receiver that had a phenomenal season at Mississippi State. So what did he decide to do? Enter the portal. And where did he end up? Georgia. Problem. Arrested yesterday on false imprisonment charges and a felony charge. He's a junior. Arrested by University of Georgia police at 4.40 a.m. Additional details not available, but it's a felony charge of false imprisonment and misdemeanor battery family violence. Hmm. Um, That's too bad. Georgia had also added Dominic Levette, the wide receiver out of Missouri. So we'll see what his future looks like. Not good. I would imagine Georgia's going to be okay. That's obviously very serious for Rob Rob. Texas. Added a wide receiver transfer in A.D. Mitchell. The Georgia wide receiver is transferring to Austin and apparently is expected to enroll soon. And it's not really college-related, but it involves a guy that we used to cover a bit here. Uh, The Chargers are talking to Zach Robinson to be their offensive coordinator, former NFL quarterback and now considered a fast-rising assistant. Now, the uh, oh, and by the way, we didn't talk about it much, but uh, Cormani McLean, top cornerback in the country. Colorado. Commits to Colorado. Not bad, Dion. Moved uh, Oklahoma up to number four. Oh, did it really? 24-7 sports composite. Hey, I have a dumb question, and this might be me, so if you guys want to roast me, that's fine. Why do I care if a guy gets a fifth star after he's already on campus? Why does that matter? Just the recruiting, ranking, and bragging rights. Okay. Because it's like, oh, yeah, way to go. So-and-so got a fifth star. I'm like, awesome. He's already signed. He's on campus. Can he play? And will we see him play? I don't care what his stars are once he signs on the dotted line. It's No, it's a fair point. Okay. But, but uh, like, why are they still even doing it? I don't know. It feels like they update those rankings Six this, times throughout a is cycle. This a, is this a Parker Thune question I need to ask? Probably so. And everybody loses their mind. They're like, yeah, I deserved. I'm like, 
What he's on? What do you deserve? He's on campus. Who cares? The next thing I want to see him do is put a stat sheet together in a game. I'd be curious to know why now the high school season has been over for you know a good bit now. Is it just the final Camps look at the stuff? All American games? I don't know. I guess so. But anyway, or just a, a way to draw traffic to <laughs> maybe a reason to have you, right, go read their story on the guy who's already on campus and going through practices and is a college football player. But we just gave him another star. So you yeah. better come click on I mean, our that's, website. That's what it is. Okay. That, that's what it is. But I, hey, I get it. Uh, I'm in that I'm in that business. So I'm not I'm not I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm not trashing anybody. I just it makes no sense to me. All right. Well, one other quick note since we're we're going to get to college basketball and big story one, but with the AP poll just out you have six Big 12 teams in the top 17. Kansas State is up to five. Kansas drops to nine. Texas at 10, followed by TCU at 11, Iowa State at 12, and Baylor at 17. The number five ranking for Kansas State is the highest the Wildcats have been ranked since 2010. Hmm. Big- since Poland, huh? That's Poland, right. Clemente? Oh, that's really going back. Holy smokes. <laughs> that team was really good. Big story number three. Number three. All right. Uh, there's only one thing that um, was worth it yesterday to me, and that was defense. The defense is stepped up in a big way, including early for the Cincinnati Bengals as they blew out the Buffalo Bills. Allen back to throw. Scrambling right. Moves back toward the middle of the field. Gesturing toward the end zone. Throws toward the end zone. Nice. It is batted away. Nice. Knocked away by Eli Apple. A pass intended for Gabe Davis. And the Bengals have the ball. Mm. We don't really, it seems like, have Hooday Army listening to the show. Or at least we don't have a bunch of Cincinnati Bengals fans that seem to interact a bunch with us. But how about those guys taking over the stadium? Dude, that was impressive. Now, you know, Toby always talks about how orange pops. I I don't care. They were loud. Yeah, just that Hootay chant with like eight minutes left in the game. Oh, yikes. And it wasn't piped in either. So the Bengals are off to the AFC Championship game. So that means Norman product Zach Taylor is back in the AFC Championship game. We're built for this. We're built for this. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about us. Uh, We don't care who's favored, who's not. Um, we're built for this, and and uh, we're excited to go on the road to Kansas City. And then, of course, there was the uh, great Joe Burrow line. We talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate <laughs> you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> what a quote. That's great. <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt. Better send those refunds. All right. Uh, meanwhile, in the NFC side of things, I mentioned defense. Here is Prescott back. Has time. Throws out left. Intercepted. Ball got tipped up and taken by Fred Warner. Jimmy Ward tipped the ball. And Fred Warner with the INT. Pick City, baby. <laughs> now, that's a pretty big moment in the game. I know it's early, but you're talking at that point about what a um, – a pretty tight football game. Was it 6-6 at that point? If that's the second yeah, interception, second yes. quarter, yeah. It's a 6-6 game and you're driving. That was, to me, the Kittle catch, easily oh. the most important offensive play for San Francisco, but the biggest play in the game was that Prescott interception. So massive. 
so massive and hurt him. Just hurt him so bad. Um, well, and then here was the final call on the 49ers radio network. I'm sure this is low key. I'm sure this is too crazy. Oh, he throws over the middle to Turpin. He gets hammered down by Jimmy Ward. The game is over. What a way to end it. The 49ers are on their way to Philadelphia. There you go. San Francisco. Even the Raiders' former play-by-play guy is going to living, a living it up NFC Championship game now. Good for them. Good football team. And they found a way through the adversity this season. So, your AFC Championship game next Sunday, 5.30. This is the late game. Bengals at Chiefs with chance of snow. Love it. Hope there is. 40 degrees. Uh, the regular, but it's going to reach a low of like 10 on Saturday night. Beautiful. Or Sunday night. Sunday night, excuse me. Then Sunday afternoon, Niners... At Eagles, Niners at Eagles on Fox, Bengals and Chiefs with Jim Nance and Mr. Vocal Fry himself. Turn my mic off. Tony Romo. Are you surprised that Kansas City Cincinnati gets the late billing? Kind of. Kind of. A little bit. Because Philadelphia, San Francisco, market-wise. They're a little bigger. But uh, that shows you the power of the Burrow and Mahomes. Yeah, the Mahomes show is worth it. All right. Uh, Got to hustle here. Big story number two. Number two. They just keep on winning. Jamal with seven seconds left on the dribble. Swooping right on Dort. Steps back, three to shoot. Stutter steps and drives to the baseline. Pump fakes it, fires at the buzzer. It's up. No good. Thunder win it. 101-99. The uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, not bad at basketball. They find themselves in a virtual three-team tie for the final spot in the play-in tournament. They've won seven of their last ten games, and they beat the number one seed, Denver, who had won nine straight games last night. Did it in a defensive battle. A little different for the NBA. I know. Uh, They get Atlanta coming up on Wednesday, so a couple days off before they take on Atlanta on Wednesday, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, uh, we'll hit some of your air comfort solutions. Text, they just done blowed up during the top of the hour. And, by the way, Josh, um, we'll go all in when we come back on what? Basketball. Because big story number one is OU men's and women's basketball. We'll hear from both Jenny Baranchek and Porter Moser next right here on The Ref. All right, before we hit the texts, let's hustle through a couple of post-game comments. Can I start with a great post-game comment from Jenny Baranchek? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who was, like, doing a podcast during this post-game presser, but I'm glad someone's there to cover it, right? I'm not being a a jerk, but there was very long questions. I mean, very long questions. (laughs) Really? Very long questions. But – Coach Brodchek was asked about, you know, the environment, you know, maybe not really being a part of environments like this. You know, what was it like near the end? Listen to this answer. Well, we have played in front of environments like this, just not at home. And so when you have this many people that are cheering for you, look what happened at the end of the game. And you cannot convince me that that did not help us with the outcome of this game. And from that standpoint, I feel exactly like Maddie did. I mean, I think when I first got here, I felt like I knew everybody by name and I had only been here for a month and I'm telling them to stand up. Now I'm yelling at people I don't know that have never been here that are standing up. And so, you know, it's fun. I think everybody that left here had a 
had a wonderful time and they want to come back and we need to continue to make sure that this place this isn't this isn't where we have to try to get to this needs to be our baseline and it will be someday it will be at some point we have an incredible fan base here at Oklahoma that's a huge reason why I came that's a huge reason why Maddie came um, and and people are special and people are going to want to follow this team we're a little critical sometimes as fans but at the same time man we bleed crimson how about that? Dude, what a line. Yeah, we've had them. We've been around environments like that, just not at home. Yeah, just uh, been elsewhere. <laughs> she is awesome. You know, the, the funniest thing, too, is you can see it. I've, I've joked on here about how I get the biggest kick out of just watching her coach. Is, you know, whenever it's not the greatest crowd, she'll turn around and she'll yell at the people behind the bench and tell them to stand up. It's like, let's go. Now it's, you know, if you're not in, you're in trouble. But overall, it was, it was a good win for the Oklahoma Sooners over Oklahoma State on Saturday night. Well, I think our movement was better. They went zone, too, um, and our movement got better throughout that. Um, and I think when we do a great job, we still want to be able to think paint. I thought Maddie did a great job of, of getting into the paint. Um, and at the same time, it doesn't mean you always shoot it in the paint, but you still want to get it in the paint. And so that's what makes us really good is when we can – go paint first and then out. Uh, now, I think we passed up some some shots. I don't know if you felt that same way, but not you, but <laughs> other people maybe passed up some looks from the outside that normally we don't do, I think, in the first half. And so I think we did that. Why, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, and at the same time, I thought in the second half, I thought just our flow was much better, and it helps when you get stops. Five-game winning streak, 16-2 and two overall. We'll head to Austin Wednesday night. For a showdown with Texas for first place in the Big 12. Sooners have a game lead over the Longhorns. We'll head to the, gosh, it's no longer the Irwin Center. It's the Moody Center. This will be, I went with OU for a women's game in Austin once. This will be my second trip to Austin for a basketball game. Pretty fired up about it. Let's go. Meanwhile, on the men's side of things, a little bit more of a frustrating night. Um, afterward, Afterwards, Porter Moser talked about the challenge on the offensive glass for the Sooners. That was that was the storyline. I mean, in one possession game, they had 18 second chance points, or uh, 30. They had plus 18. They had 30. So um, our inability. We 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 were here in the West Virginia game talking about how the guards got all these extra rebounds. I thought we did some really good things defensively against one of the top offensive teams, and we time and time again. Um, we, we couldn't get we couldn't block out couldn't get the rebound um, and uh, I thought Tanner and Jalen played like warriors um, and uh, they needed some help on the class and we just didn't get it anywhere that really was the storyline of you know of I mean 30 second chance points it's just it's just <laughs> yeah I mean that's You're right. what's gonna get you beat You're right get you beat. All right, so Oklahoma's got to bounce back. They've got TCU down in Cowtown on, what is that, a Wednesday? Is that a Wednesday night? No, Tuesday night, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Um, then Bama. Then the, what, did Bama jump up to one or not? I didn't look at the full rankings yet. But more from Porter Moser on what you do going forward. Uh, I'm still, yeah, I'm, it, it doesn't change. It's the same. You know, just searching to find ways to win. I thought, you know, turning around from Oklahoma State, we had like – what is it, 72 hours, and to get these guys ready to play Baylor. And I thought they, we did a lot of things we wanted to do against their offense, which I, I think is elite. And, um, you know, I thought 
we really guarded the three-point line up until the, the last four. Bridges got loose for three. It was two same two guys we got were involved in the switch. We didn't we didn't we, 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 and Bridges got loose in the corner on that play. It was you know you got a you got a two-point lead and and he hits a three, um, and then Flagler at the shot clock. I mean I, you got to give him. He made another timely three and that was. But I think they had three threes and then Bridges got loose for three or four and that can, they got loose for four threes down the stretch. Um, and that was, uh, yeah. So, yeah, 100% feel the same. Gut, I feel gutted and got to turn around and keep trying to get these guys up. But it was, it's, um, yeah, it was, that was a, to, to get out rebounded by that significance on a one possession game. I mean, that's, we got, we got to re, we got to come up, we got to rebound. You got to fight, claw, whatever you can. Guards got to come down and help. It's got to be five people on the glass. There you go. Some key categories that, Get you beat. Get you beat. Give up second chance points. Don't win the the battle on the boards. Get you in trouble. There you go. Wednesday or Tuesday night in in Cowtown before that tough one with Alabama coming up this weekend. Uh, not easy, man. Win both and all of a sudden the mood can change dramatically. Well, and, and here's the thing. There's only one game where they haven't been riding it down to the final seconds. And that was the Oklahoma State game. And they seemed to dominate the first half of that game. Oklahoma has the toughest remaining schedule in all of Division One men's basketball. Cool. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Opportunity abound. By the way, the new number one is Purdue. Uh, Houston dropped a couple of spots after they lost to Temple yesterday. So your top five is Purdue 1, Bama 2, followed by Houston, Tennessee, and Kansas State. The two biggest droppers in the AP poll, Gonzaga who fell from 6th to 14th, and Kansas all the way down to number 9 after losing two games this week. Where was Purdue at in the preseason poll? It's a good-looking question. Hold on, I've got it right here in front of me. It'll take me two seconds to click. Uh, Purdue in the preseason, whoa. Um, Not very high. Were they unranked? Yeah, they were in the other receiving votes category. If we were in both six twenty seventh, they would be twenty ninth in the AP poll and twenty sixth in the preseason poll. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I heard uh, Gus Johnson and Jim Jackson, who were doing the Iowa Ohio State game, say that. And I said, no way. I, they were ranked higher than that, weren't they? But sure enough, two teams in the preseason top twenty five. Uh, in the top five, kind of are funny now. North Carolina was preseason number one. And they're third in the ACC at 14 and six overall. Uh, Kentucky was number four in the preseason polls. And, well, let's just say there's been better seasons in Lexington. When they're trying to figure out how they can get rid of their coach, never a good sign. And Kansas State was on nobody's, nobody's radar. radar. <laughs> they were trying to figure out who Jerome Tang was. Wild. All right, quick break. We'll come back to your text next on the ref. Let me see here. It's a Plank show right here on The Ref with Josh Almer. I'm Chris Plank. To the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let me defend Toby here just a bit. Uh, Plank, at least you read texts from the 918. Toby doesn't seem to pick up on them as you do, but your 918 are from way back, KMOD days on the fairgrounds. Oh, that's really old school, bro. Uh, I will defend Toby here. Toby doesn't read the texts. TJ reads them for him. 
So your anger needs to be pushed more towards TJ. <laughs> How nice of you to <laughs> Well, no, no, no. I, I not anger. I'm not trying to throw TJ under the bus. I'm just saying Right, Toby doesn't want access to it. I I need it. I'm lost without it, right? If I don't – it's now like being able to play sound. If I can't play sound, I'm freaking out. If I can't see the text line, then I'm not in a good place. It's like being without your cell phone. Right. Um, Sam and Edmund. Dare I say off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, this team is close. If they had any resemblance of an inside game, They'd have three to four more wins in the league. If people want to know why the free throw disparity is the way it is, go to watch the games. <laughs> They're a perimeter team who drives to kick out and not driving to score at the rim. Hard to draw fouls that way to get on the free throw stripe. On the flip side, teams are taking them to the rim and getting a ton of shooting fouls. So I, I say this a lot. I think... You have, without a doubt, two of the smartest guys on the radio in Toby and and Kevin Henry breaking this team down. Toby was a college basketball player. Kevin Henry is one of the greatest three-point shooters in the history of the WAC and lives the sport. I'm not just saying this because he might be listening. Lives it, eats it, breathes it, loves basketball. Bro, they say the same thing you just said. They have got to get better defensively in those one-on-one situations. Now, you also got to get better in rebounding, which was a major issue on Saturday night. But, bro, I mean, some of those shots that Baylor was hitting in the final moments, you just throw your hands up. You're like, well done. Bravo. What can, what can you do? Oh, what can you do? Um, but very good point. Very good question. Execute better on the other end. I mean. That helps a lot. There, you, I mean, that's what you can do. Seems uh, – Seems that some traction was given, Josh Helmer, to the uh, the Twitter question that was brought up about Jalen Hurts. You think of him as Alabama's OU, to which we both responded, "We don't care. <laughs> Let him claim whoever he wants." I, guys, I don't. The, the picture that you keep sending from Facebook, I don't think it's real. Okay, if it was mentioned while he was at Oklahoma, then that's one thing, but. The man was on an Instagram live while he was at OU smoking cigars in celebration with Alabama. I mean, he's he's got Bama in him, all right? It's okay. Yeah, he, he loves it's Alabama. It's fine. Well, from the 405, Oklahoma doesn't claim Troy Aikman. Yeah, but, I mean, in, in, in fairness, Aikman was here a year. Jalen Hurts did spend three years in, in Tuscaloosa. And was a longtime starter. Guy from Gaia writes, I never thought Jalen Hurts would make it in the NFL. But then again, I was in Ryan Leaf's camp too. <laughs> By the way, Ryan Leaf, friend of the show now. From the 918, you can claim whatever university calls you for alumni donations. Probably both. And then one more here on that topic from the 918. Jalen should just say national champion Alabama Heisman finalist Oklahoma. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, uh, it's on Fox this weekend, so you don't get him announcing what school he went to. Fox doesn't do that? No. Um, or at least I don't think they do. I, you know what? I got to be honest with you. Something just came to me. Did you notice? Continue. <laughs> Did you notice? That there was a lot of hate for Tony Romo and Jim Nance on Saturday. 
Yeah, people. Now, are I don't not know how on Twitter you were. As much. Right. Um, I have a theory. I think a lot of people watch the red zone so much that they don't truly sit. Now I know the numbers fight this, but they don't sit through a game like they used to, and they can flip around more. But I think that people are now, for instance, the Kevin Burkholtz, um, Burkhart, Burkholtz, Burkhart, Burkhart. Thank you. The Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson combination, pretty good. I thought they were pretty good. Um, Greg Olson misidentified a couple of players, but who, uh, who I thought was it was good. The, who was the other Fox team? Uh, Moose Johnson and Joe Davis. Yes. I thought they did good. I thought they were fine. Joe Davis is really good. He is. It's it's so good it makes you angry. It's like, <sighs> I wish I could be this I talented. <laughs> I wish I could be that smooth. But I have, I think a lot of people are sitting and listening to it for a long time and – I haven't been listening to Tony Romo. Maybe they get different games, and when you sit and listen to him, all that fun that was early, you're like, this guy's kind of annoying, and he's wrong a lot now. I mean, he really is. He's like, oh, i got to look out here, Jim, and literally they run the exact opposite way. He's got vocal fry. It's kind of hard to listen to him. I, I still dig it. I do, too. I you, could, you could put almost anybody up there with Jim Nance, and I would tell you it's good. Me, too. Um, from the 580. Who day? Being a Bengal fan in Oklahoma is like being Will Smith in I Am Legend. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That makes sense to me. Brian with a Y in Tulsa. Only in a Dallas game could the Cowboys score a touchdown and the other team kicks two field goals to tie the game. <laughs> uh, my man Curtis B. writes, OU men outscore Baylor in the paint 40-26, to hit five more shots, lose by two. OU shot four free throws and Baylor shot 17 in seven conference games, OU now has a deficit of 60 free throws. How is this right? See previous emails on the Shard text messages on this show. Emails as well, maybe. Peyton, the Bengals won't be able to afford all these receivers in a year or two anyways. You pay your quarterback this much, it's what happens. Yeah, we always <laughs> – we hear these types of things and – then magically, it seems like teams are able to pay guys. I don't believe in the salary cap. Cap goes up, so we'll see. Two more quick ones. These are good. Dynamite Dan. Dynamite Dan. How about Mahomes, who has now beaten the entire AFC South in the postseason? Come Sunday, they will have beaten three of the four AFC North teams, will have only beaten four AFC franchises thus far, not beaten four AFC franchises thus far in the postseason. And what, they're all in the AFC West, right? And yet... If Burrow spoils that, you heard Romo and Nance talking about it. Does he – I think he has to win the Super Bowl, but if he does, does he supplant Mahomes in the AFC hierarchy? I I, I mean, he would have won four straight over Mahomes. I know that it's – you know, it's not strictly Burrow versus Mahomes and Mahomes oh. comes into this thing with a sprained ankle or whatever, but – Man, it's going to be hard to argue that Burrow's not top dog if he wins this game and then wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. And then one more here. Everyone knows Jerry Jones is the real head coach and hasn't done crap since he took control from Jimmy Johnson and took over. They will never win a Super Bowl until he gets a good coach and gives them control. Well, he did that for like a year with Bill Parcells, and then he couldn't just handle it anymore. He kind of lost his mind. There you go. All right, 11.48, quick break. We're back to wrap it up with some always necessary weather alerts here on The Ref. Hey, Josh, when people talk about the awesomeness 
of that 2019 Oklahoma um, signing class. No, the 2019 Oklahoma Iowa State football game. Oh, are they going to bring up that soul crushing pick? That Jalen Hurts threw whenever Oklahoma was driving into the end zone to potentially put the game away? <laughs> Probably or think, not. I thought it was a pick six. I guess it wasn't. But let's see. Yeah. Didn't they run it all the way back, though? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, so what, did they get tackled inside the 10 or something? Yeah, I think he threw two of them, as a matter of fact. No, there was a fumble. That's right. Yeah, that interception was so bad. There was... There was no reason for Oklahoma to even be throwing the ball no, no. in the situation. They didn't have to, and they did, and obviously he threw the bad interception. Yeah, so here's what's funny. 42-28 game with um, time winding down in the fourth. CeeDee Lamb fumbles. OU goes three and out. And then um, the very like it's a 42-35 game, and – on third and seven from the OU 28, Jalen Hurts throws a pick to Lawrence White. Where you're like, why? What are we doing? And then the touchdown and the two-point conversion was shut down. That might have been Brock Purdy's shining moment in college football. Things kind of went downhill for him from there. But no, five touchdowns in that game. That was back when Oklahoma won close games. I uh, I still have nightmares about Charlie Kolar being as open as he was, and I think Parnell Motley might have got away with a hold on that. That's right. Hurts missed a tackle and let him run it back. Good Lord. What a rough game that was. A nightmare, baby! But Sooners won it. And... Is anyone going to talk about Philadelphia Eagles practice squad member Kennedy Brooks' performance in that game? No. 2019, OU Iowa State, cold. That's what I remember, cold. A couple of uh, quick thoughts here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line to put a uh, – to get a um, – Put a bow tie on it. Thank you. Someone just said, damn plank, you get stuck in the bathroom. No, I'm here. Wait. Staying on? I think you're good. In the bathroom. Um, in my opinion, Joe Davis is the best in the business right now. I'm a Dodger fan, and he's our guy. Correct. Yeah, he's he's really, really good. He's very smooth. Uh, and Brazilian Sooner writes, people should never be upset with Hurts or anyone who has played and developed under another staff. Saban molded some of the grit and toughness. He developed as a passer and is still improving. He cares, and he should, to all who have helped him. I Listen, I don't have a problem with it. I just saw it pop up on Twitter, and y'all were fighting over it, and you pulled up either a tattoo Baker made-up quote or something that Jalen said when he was asked about it at OU. Look! Look! See what he said? But I I don't care who claims him. I like watching him. You know what I dig about Jalen Hurts? Every time he steps on the field, he gets better. I think that is an incredible trait, Josh Elmer. I don't know how many athletes can say that. He gets better every single time he steps on the field. All right, um, update poll results. It's a very hotly contested one. 54% of the uh, almost 550 voters say Cowboys fans should be angrier today than Bills fans. Very tight. 54%, 54.9 to 45.1. So in other words, if we weren't in Cowboy country, it probably would be down. It probably would be Buffalo. And I'm uh, 
I'm part of a very exclusive group right now, Josh. I'm on Dr. Kevin Kleisel's weather list. A winter storm watch is in effect for OU Norman. For Tuesday, right? That's tomorrow, right? Today is Monday. Yes. It really threw me off for a second when you said Tuesday. A snowfall of up to four inches is possible. When when does when does he think it's going to start? From Tuesday lunch through Tuesday evening, snow heavy at times. Perfect. So as soon as we sign off. That's right. Get us home and we'll be good to go. Beautiful. <laughs> be weather aware tomorrow, people. Be weather aware. Uh, Steel Man and Thune at noon are next. Man, what a fun show today. Thanks to all the people who checked in on Twitter, on the text line for Josh on Plank. Show never stops on Twitter. Josh on rep at Plank Show. And we'll see you back here tomorrow right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Steely and Thune at noon are next.